You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside the Man Box. I am Rick Fry. And we're brought to you by Oneness Ministries, grace-based, hope-filled, spirit-led counseling, teaching, and life coaching. To learn more about us, go to our website at oneness-ministries.org. That dash is important. Also, Marshall Fence, premier residential and commercial fence company in the Oklahoma City metro area. Contact them at 405-691-1191 or visit their website, marshallfence.com. My guest today is Cody Rue. He runs a business called the Fairway Edition. Um, and you're in New Jersey, right, Cody? So I reside in New Jersey. Uh, the office is actually located right across the bridge in Philadelphia. Oh, gosh, that's that's actually kind of cool. So, yeah, you can literally, you know, you can throw a baseball across the Delaware here. So Wow. I've only been... Everybody, uh, everybody from South Jersey is from Philadelphia. You know, everybody's Eagles fans, Phillies fans, and uh, we're all four for four fans here. You know, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, and Eagles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no shortage of of uh, sports activities. Has the, how has the COVID impacted all of that? Oh, it's been brutal. So I, um, I, I actually had the joy of taking my family uh, about two weeks ago to to a Phillies game. First time that we've done something, you know, done something live like that in over a year. Um, it was cold and windy, but you know, we still enjoyed it. We have uh, so I have two teenagers, a fifteen and a thirteen year old, and then we have a, a two year old. Um, Taylor is the oldest. Cody is my my boy, my middle. Uh, child and then Avery is our youngest and then my wife and my nephew we took to this uh to a Phillies game so that was nice but it's been brutal um it's it's definitely impacted you know changed everybody you know in my opinion for forever um especially business-wise you know yeah yeah well I'm glad you're with us um we kind of met through um you do a publication called the fairway edition and yep the Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think we're I think we are we're doing an ad in that it's it's it's, it's a magazine, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. it's a Gotham publication. Okay, and so we're doing an ad in there, and it hopefully will go to a lot of uh, a lot of people who will tune in to us. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your story, and how you met your wife. And yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, so absolutely, yeah. I, I I hope we can definitely help. Um, you know, get the get your guys' message out there uh, any way that we can possible. Sure. Um, I think we're actually not only featuring you guys in the uh, Edmund edition, but some other you know editions that we do uh, throughout the country. So nice. um, definitely excited to you know help you guys out any way we can uh, for as far as the Stream Grace Network goes and, and the ministry. Um, but yeah, so, uh, born and raised in Philadelphia, like I mentioned, I have, uh, three beautiful kids. Um, my oldest is my daughter, Taller. Um, my son is, um, my headache. He's the, the middle child. He's me all over again. <laughs> yep. Um, I too was a middle scary. child. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we have, uh, 
you know, definition of starting all over again. We have two teenagers and then we um, have a baby, uh, Avery, who is, is two now together. My, my daughter was, was uh, my stepdaughter. She was from my, you know, my wife's previous marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with my son. My son is from um, a previous relationship. And we actually have a really cool situation uh, super blended 2021 um, family style. <laughs> my um, my son's mother, her, her name is Jackie. She grew up with me and my wife. Um, so she, her, they're they're really good friends. They're best friends. She oh, spends a couple of um, you know at our house. She's a nurse. Um, so yeah, we have a, a really cool uh, Mari Povich you know situation going on. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, so yeah, born and raised in Philly. My my wife and I actually we were childhood sweethearts uh, at thirteen. Um, at a young age, I uh, I moved from a really rough part of Philadelphia, which is um, Kensington, is North Philadelphia. When I was you know ten, eleven years old, my parents you know did everything they could to to make sure they got us out of that neighborhood, and you know we moved uh, twenty minutes. 20 minutes up out of you know the the rough part into a nice Irish you know uh, Irish Catholic drinking neighborhood you know a bar yeah. on every corner Murphy's yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, yeah, you know they, they did everything they could try to you know put us through Catholic school. I was again the middle child. I have an older brother who's five years older than me. Um, he you know is um, in my uh, you know he's he's he was always real rough on you know he's always like this this, this tough love figure in my in my family, um, in my dynamic anyway. And then I have a little sister who's two years not not so little. She'll kick my butt, you know. Um, <laughs> sister who's two years younger than me. Uh-huh. Um, they both have you know multiple kids who we have really good relationships with. You know we um, see for holidays and you know go over each other's houses and stuff like that which is real nice um when when we moved up to the neighborhood that we moved up to i um you know the total identity change for me at my at that time you know i um started hanging around with the wrong people i just you know i was making really bad choices um you know my parents did everything they could as far as you know uh staying on our backs of punishing us you know kind of telling us the road not to take but never being too too harsh you know never demanding college or um you know i I meet people nowadays in in business that they're finally dynamic um my business partner fiorella um who i'll kind of you know touch on here briefly um she just kind of moved her whole life here to you know come in and, and work with me with the magazine and we're also offering you know website services and seo services um now which we're super excited about for years i've been hearing you know from business owners just just from doing the magazine um now i talk to you know i have such a unique perspective i um i speak to so many different business owners across the country because i'm very hands-on with the magazine you know to where i hear i kind of have my my finger on the pulse of everybody and um you know everybody's just kind of in the same boat when it comes to marketing and advertising you know it's it's kind of regarded as a write-off and you know anything else that comes out of it if you're not spending thousands of dollars a month um you know you're you're probably not competing with anybody on google you know kind of the good old american way it takes money to make money type of deal right um so, you know, I kind of over the past couple months now I've been building a team to where we can do it without, you know, breaking the back of, 
you know, someone like myself and my wife that, you know, works 80, 90 hours a week to feed our family and we run a business. Um, and absolutely COVID has, you know, at certain point brought everything to a screeching halt um, to where, you know, we didn't even think we were going to be in business in, in another week um, at a certain point, you know, in last year um, to where we're finally getting caught up now and see some light at the end of the tunnel just with printing, you know, our, our printer shut down. We went through three different printers just to find someone we were happy with my, um, you know, just because of the county and being deemed non-essential we at certain point had neighbors calling um, just because we were working, you know, and we had Philadelphia police officers show up and, and just stand there and just kind of say, Hey, put a sheet up or something like, you know, at this point you, you got, we're not going to tell you you cannot feed your family. It was me and my wife and one other person in, in an office. You, you know what I mean? Like we weren't yeah. um, harming anybody. We weren't putting ourselves in danger. We were wearing masks, staying away, you know, staying away from anybody following the rules um, but at the end of the day I had to feed my family I, I have three kids and you know I have a, a super big overhead as a business owner sure. um, so kind of to come full circle uh, or kind of come back to you know moving up to where I own a business now um, in northeast Philadelphia I um, you know I, I as a teenager I, I did all the wrong things right my at a certain point I was you know 18 19 years old all my friends had either gone off to you know come from a neighborhood to where you either go off to like a community college you become a postal you go into union or you you become like a part-time bartender right so I um, <laughs> that was the two options <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> um, I got I got injured working um, you know an off the books type of situation um, to where I got hurt and went to doctors and immediately got prescribed at 19 years old. Um, I had, about a couple of weeks ago, I was able to get my hands on some, um, I'm involved in a class action suit against Purdue Pharmaceuticals, who is a, a really large, um, you know, pill pharma type, type of deal, big pharma. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys, well, in the recovery industry, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, you know, um, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. They, not only pushed Oxycontin on, you know, kids like myself at 19, 20 years old, but I, I can count out loud, you know, the amount of funerals that I've been to because of, you know, a, a single family, what it comes down to. Um, but the pharmaceutical industry, you know, I, I, it led me down. I went to doctors, um, left and right was prescribed, you know, Oxycontin things that, you know, were proved years down the road that, drug reps use the words crush nor street value when these drugs were pushed on doctors um, and then pushed on, you know, kids like myself um, led me down, you know, a, a bad route for, for years. Um, and at a certain point I decided that a, you know, a, a change in location, a geographical change might be good um, after, you know, a lot of trouble, a lot of trial, a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, the ripple effect of addiction, tears families apart um you know and it was a dark place for me for a long time to where you know suicide was my only option at a certain point um and after being away from my you know my family and my son um you know for several for several months uh, being in florida i i went against every decision 
everybody good in my life told me not to and tried to move back to Philadelphia without doing any real work, you know, just thought a geographical change. I spent a couple months down in Florida, didn't do any real work on myself or through any programs, just kind of um, stayed away from drugs, um, which I found out was, you know, not the, <laughs> was not really the problem. It was my solution all along. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the hard way, um, but usually, and in, in, you know, through my tri- through my story, you'll kind of hear the same thing. I'm, I'm my own best teacher, you know. When um, you could tell me to, I'm blowing my face how to do something, but unless I, you know, mess it up, or in my case, a, a couple times, I, I typically don't learn the lesson. Um, the older I get now, the the less beaten up I do of myself, and you know, take more advice nowadays and things in that nature. But at a certain point in my life, you couldn't tell me a thing. Um, so I did what I wanted to do, you know, when I wanted to do it and live very selfishly, you know, just lack of, um, perspective, you know, moving down to Florida, opened my eyes a lot, you know, just kind of seeing people, it's a melting pot down there, you know, Mm -hmm. especially in the recovery industry. Um, you know, everybody's from Boston, Jersey or Massachusetts and recovery down there. And it's, it's. Down there, man, I, I regard it now years later. I, I regard South Florida as the wild, wild west. It's, it's pretty crazy down there, so, some of the stuff that, I, you know, I was exposed to and seeing in my life. Um, stuff that now, you know, at a certain point, the governor of Florida went on national television and, and said, send your kid to a, to Florida for recovery and we'll send him home in a body bag. Um, it was such wow. a bad pandemic. Yeah, 100%. Um, they were paying kids, you know, I've seen – I've had sponsees, kids with, you know, 30 days sober tell me that they're going to go do, uh, you know, a bag or a shot or a pill, whatever, whatever it is. So someone could pay them to go to rehab for a few days. Um, and I, you know, it was the first time that I ever heard anything like that. And, uh, you know, like what, you know, um, and then, you know, come, come, uh, my eyes kind of got open after, you know, being down there for a while that, that, that's, um, it's a big, it's a big business, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. I got into, um, the recovery industry for that exact reason. I, I met some really good men. Um, I lived in some really good houses, thankfully. Um, I, I, that's a big point in my life. Thank God. I think about really? this all the time. Really? Thank God that when I got down to South Florida, the people that recommended me to this place that I went to, thank God it was a good place. Thank God for the lodge. Because if I ended up at one of those other houses that I, that I found out were on every other corner in, in South Florida, um, houses that pay you to go to rehab or allow you to get high in houses just as long as you can build their insurance, I found out that a cup of urine uh, was worth, you know, two $3,000 uh, to these uh, insurance companies. Um so that's why I say it's uh, you know it's the wild wild west down there, man. There, there's certain stuff that I've uh, you know I really it really opened my eyes, kind of how how America is and, and how uh, business big business works. And you know I grew up down there real fast. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, but I you know I came back after seven months um, and against everybody's opinion. I ended up you know drunk and high two weeks later and sitting alone in the airport looking my son in my face his face after being home you know um between a couple months uh, just running in jail and and then south florida 
I was away from him for almost a year and then I was back in his life for two weeks and then I was gone again. So I sat in the airport and, um, you know, it was a real turning point in my life. I, I, I debated on killing myself when I got off the plane. I, I really thought about how I was going to do it, literally planned it out. And I'm sitting in the airport and the, it dawns on me that the only thing that I've never done, including the seven months that I was just in Florida previously, the only thing that I never did was do exactly what was told to me was <laughs> go through the book with another alcohol. <laughs> so like, you know, it, it was always said to me, um, real simple. This, this is what it is. My, my, uh, you know, a really good man in my life. One of my best friends, uh, my best friend, his name is Anthony. He, Here's eyes in Florida. Um, thankfully, he's one of the men that owned one of the houses, um, you know, that I moved into in, in Florida when I went back. Um, if it wasn't for him, you know, who knows where the hell I'd be today. Um, right. I latched on to him. I, you know, he told me, go through the book with another alcoholic to my face probably a hundred times. I used to say to him, you know, when I met him, he had his life together. He, 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 um, you know, he drove a nice car. He had a business. He did well for himself. He took care of his family. He was an honest man, you know? So I wanted to be everything that he was. Um, so I, you know, made a decision that I was going to take the advice of someone like him and, and the group of other men that were in the exact same position from taking the exact same instruction that he did. Um, I'll never forget once <clears throat> a few months down the road when I got my, you know, I was on my feet and I was actually working a program and, you know, changing my life. I, um, you know, I decided to open up recovery houses. Anthony helped me all the way along the line without ever expecting a dime. My father-in-law, um, Britt, my wife, my wife's father, he, um, you know, he was my business partner and he, he asked Anthony when he was helping me in the beginning, you know, he kind of said, Hey, I got to ask you, you know, what's your, what's your motive here? What's your deal? Like, you know, we're, we're Philly guys. Like what's your, what, what's your end here? What, what do you expect now? Like, you know? Um, and he just simply said, I'll never forget. You know, he said it was done for me and you know, I was told to pass it on. So, um, you know, that's the, the man that I try to inspire to be today. There's, there's certain things um, that I do in my life today that, nobody around me understands and that everybody may question it, but it's, it's the reason I'm able to go home and, you know, sleep well at night. Um, not too long ago here outside the office, um, we were, you know, all kind of out on break and there was a really bad car accident on the corner. Um, and it was a young kid, you know, 18, 19 year old kid that was, you know, blew the stop sign, almost killed a whole family. Everybody's treating this kid like, dog shit and i'm just like oh i try to give the kid a cigarette the cop tells me no um everybody's just you know treating the kid he's bleeding so i i see myself you know i look at my dumb young 19 year old self so i you know i help the kid out they you know they tow his car they leave everything there i drive the kid home uh well i bring him in the office for a minute i give him a cold cold water um I, i end up taking the kid home um not too many people know this, but I ended up taking the kid home. I speak to his father. Um, the next day, myself and my wife helped get the kid to South Florida. Um, well, got him into a, you know a local place first, and then and a couple of days later, he ended up going after detox to South Florida. Uh, I have no idea how the kid is today. I, I you know I talked to his dad for a couple of weeks after that, but I had a I had a woman quit because I brought that kid into the office. She felt unsafe. She was one of my top producers. We totally disagreed. 
Um, and I, and I didn't, I, I didn't feel the need to explain myself to her why I did what I did. Um, but you know, talking, you know, to, to you, of course, like, I, be, because of certain people in my life is, you know, and taking advice at a certain low, low, low point in my life, um, I had to be so beaten down and, and literally my will, I went so, so far. I've done things that I would never, ever, ever imagine, uh, you know, doing in my life, lower my morals, stole from my family, broke everybody's hearts that I loved. It, it, it's my willpower took me so far the other way that when I started to get my, my ish together, right, I started to get on my feet and surround myself with the right people um, all my life. You know, you hear you are who you hang out with, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, It's kind of like the slogans that are, you know, in churches and and on the rooms of, you know, the uh, programs out there, AANA. The slogans are the same no matter where in the world you are in those rooms because they're they're true. They're the things that, you know, I'm a firm believer. I say even to my sales guys all the time, I I always reserve revert everything and uh you know relate everything to, to my life with them and, you know it's if if i could go so far that way to to get what i wanted because of my sickness was my 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 dis-ease right um that that comfort that anxiety and, and certain people people in my life fiorella again i'll bring her up in a minute um my business partner she she handles all my marketing services. She went to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Um, she's not. She's not even from America. She now resides here. Um, so, totally different walk of life. So let let me kind of speed up, and I'll get back to where we're at today. Um, so I, I I started doing really well. Started taking suggestions at the end of the day in Florida, um, and and surrounded myself with really good men. Um, there was a meeting that you know really changed my life and um changed my perspective on life i used to go to it was just um you know fathers and recovery type of deal all successful business owners that met once a week to talk about our kids and our our wives and (laughs) you know every everything else that comes with it um but it 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 really instilled some things into me that you know I, i try to instill into my children so i ended up uh you know just through social media and people seeing and, 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 you know, knowing that I was doing well, I got the opportunity to help a lot of people from the neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, and, you know, kind of give the same opportunity that was given to me. I got to give that opportunity to my wife, my, my wife today, um, unbeknownst to me while I was, you know, getting my life together in South Florida, she was struggling on her own. Um, uh, her, I, I reached out to her parents. We, you know, came up with a game plan that we were going to get her down there. We had everything worked out. When I took it, when I flew up and took it to her, she didn't hesitate. Uh, she said yes without hesitation. Um, she just wanted to know, of course, you know, who was going to take care of Taller, her daughter. Um, at that point, her mother moved her whole life to Florida with with Taller, um, so Brett could come down there and get her life together. And she did, and she never looked back. She came down there. They they advised us we had to stay away from our houses were conveniently close together. You know, we 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 were together when we were you know thirteen fourteen years old. Um, I I went we we ended up you know fourteen fifteen going our own separate ways. She ended up having um, her daughter Taller. 
Um, I ended up having Cody. Years later, um, Cody still lived up here while I was in Florida for the first couple of years. Um, you know, I would fly him down as much as I could for holidays, and I would fly up as much as possible to see him. Um, but that was always my thing. I, I, it didn't matter how good I was doing in Florida, how successful business-wise I was, how many people I was helping. When I laid my head on my pillow, I, I, I knew still that I wasn't doing everything as a father that I could to be in my son's life. He was getting to that age, 10, 11, to where I knew where I really turned and and started making decisions that that started to shape my future. And I wanted to make sure that I'm there. I don't care how much he disagrees with me. I don't care how much he curses me out right now. I am on him and I am not allowing him to make decisions at 13, 14, 15 years old that can affect you for the rest of your life, right. it, it, um, you know, in this country. So he's uh, he's me all over again. He's a good kid, though. He, he loves baseball. He plays baseball. He 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 just I, I try to let him know, like, my biggest fear in life is seeing him and my other children go through the pain and heartache that I had to go through and endure. And if there's anything that I can do and science doesn't say so, but if there's anything in my willpower that I could do to make sure that he doesn't ever end up, um, as in, you know, as a drug addict or my daughter or, or, you know, even my youngest child, I don't ever want, even want her to know that life, you know? Um, again, so speed up again, uh, and, Fiorella's whole perspective on things really, really changed my life because, um, you know, she's not even from this country. So seeing someone's perspective who's not even from this country to where it's a whole different, it's it's basically, there's certain things that we endure here that that I've endured my whole life that that are are taboo in other countries, right? Are are super um, crazy. So I, um, Ended up marrying my high school, you know, my childhood sweetheart. Uh, me and Britt um, ended up, you know, getting married a couple of years down the road. We, um, you know, ran a couple of successful businesses together, including some marketing companies. And we had, um, you know, the recovery houses and, you know, always ran them exactly how the houses that thankfully we were um, lucky enough to end up in. She ended up in um, a place. Um, I believe Hope and Health or Health and Hope in, in Delray Beach. And I ended up in a place called The Lodge. Um, great, great people. Um, you know, if anybody ever needs anything, they're the people to reach out to it's down there. They're good people. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll help instill some things in your life that at the end of the day, you know, like I always say about the program, it's just principles. It, you know, you, you learn to through practice and, and trial and error. You learn um, through you know, work and, and maintenance that uh, it's just becoming a person that lives by, you know, some good principles at the end of the day. And, and that's what I try to instill in my kids. I, I just don't want them to have to go through everything that I had to go through to learn these things. Right. Um, I, I like to keep a few of the people in my life are, are older that I, you know, speak to. And I kind of look at it like uh, it said to me once, like, you know, it's their job to kind of tell me where the landmines are. And, and it's still my choice if I'm going to, you know, follow the path that has all the destruction and <laughs> heartache and, and, you know, carnage, or I'm going to follow the, you know, the proven path. Sure. Um, 
so the older I get, the the more that I realize, you know, the, the pride and ego gets taken out of the decision making. Um, and the more that, you know, you realize that your decisions affect your, your children's lives. Um, I, it's just, you know, you really want to grab them and shield them from everything. My wife keeps, you know, kind of been hitting around lately. Like, are we, are we done? And I, you know, I'm like, I, I feel guilty. The the way this world is, man, you know, I I feel guilty bringing children into the world nowadays. I I, I really do. Um, it's, it's, it's a burden. It, it's, it's something that you just want to kind of, you know, move. I, I say all the time, I just want to move up to the mountains with, you know, 20 acres and just kind of, you know, do our own thing, homeschool them. I, I have a friend who I met through the magazine, um, Dr. Gordon Chu, who amazing, um, amazingly, you know, he, he homeschools his own kids. He, he told himself everything that he needed to do that needed to um, teach his kids children to be you know successful in life basically which i have all the respect in the world for um you know anything that you can instill that you can learn to benefit your children i i I implore so i i applaud i should say um so me and Britt uh made the decision after a couple years that um you know we had taylor living with us um we were you know trying um to have a uh, another baby together you know to kind of tie the family together um but you know my son's mom was not going to bend and let Cody come live with us in Florida. So we made the decision to um, kind of, you know, restart our lives back up north um, in a good school district in South Jersey. Um, so we got, we sold everything. We got out of everything. We moved back up north. It was detrimental to my recovery um, because I, at that point, during during getting rid of everything, during moving up north, my program went out the window. I went to a doctor and um, I was gambling real bad, which immediately is um, my downfall. I say it all the time. My relapse started way before I even picked up a, you know, a drug or a drink in, in Florida on my way up to Philly. Um, in those couple months is kind of where my program went out the window and I started going back to what I knew how to, you know, cure that eat, that disease, that discomfort that I had. Um, it was rough. My wife somehow put together, putting up with me, getting us up here, getting us into a house. Uh, um, I, I started working for another company. In the meantime, it was just all over the place. Um, she was, you know, trying to build a, start a program up here and still take her advice and stay real close with her, her contacts in Florida. Um, all while also in, you know, Tarnage, she's, um, I, I woke up one day in a hotel room. Um, you know, this is after years of having my life together. I wake up one day in a hotel room um, alone, you know, covered in throw up. And like, I just realized that I was laying there. I could have been dead. Um, a couple of weeks later, I ended up um, working down in Baltimore. I ended up overdosing um, in inner city Baltimore. I, I actually went to a meeting. I was, you know, struggling getting a day or day or two here, trying to um, cold turkey it, get through it. I ended up going to a meeting on the way to the meeting on in inner city Baltimore, inner city Baltimore. I seen a, you know, some guys out on the corner, the entire meeting, instead of raising my hand, that's all I thought about. I left the meeting. I went, I did his stuff. I woke up a couple of days later um, in a hospital in Maryland. 
Um, they found me blue uh, in the shower, um, you know, dead. They narcan me more than more several times, uh, three wow. or four times. Wow. Yeah. Um, they, I was blue. They, my kidneys were shut down. They actually had to hit me with the paddles. They were doing mouth to mouth. Thank God for coworkers that realized I was in the shower too long and they kicked the door in and saved my life. Um, you know, not only coworkers, but they're, you know, they're people that are family to me. Right. Um, you know, they've been, I've worked with them down there, just people I knew my whole life. Um, so thankfully, you know, they saved my life. I, I um, went immediately from the hotel, uh, excuse me, I went immediately from the hospital. I knew that if I went home um, and I woke up the next day, it was just going to be ripping and running. It was going to be back to my old ideas, figuring out, you know, what, you know, living on my own ideas. So um, I was on the phone with Anthony and a couple other contacts in Florida. I ended up, um, you know, having some people in Florida help me out and, and sent me up to um, Plymouth, New Hampshire, to a place called Plymouth House, straight to a place in a detox in, in Portland. Uh, I knew any, I knew nobody. I had severe short-term memory issues from being down so long. Um, there was several incidents in while I was in the detox and while I was in the rehab to where I was the guy that when I got to the rehab, a couple of the people from the detox we're telling people, oh man, there's this guy, Cody coming here. He's going to ask you your name 15, 20 times. He's going to forget that he met you every single day. When I got there and my roommate told me this four or five days after I've been there, uh -huh. I'm a married man. I'm a business owner. I have children. I, you know, like I'm now the guy that <laughs> people <laughs> are warning people that I'm about to show up and be their roommate because I, I can't even remember their name, God, you know, wow. I can laugh about it because of, you know, uh, clarification and, and just acceptance, <laughs> I guess is, is the, um, the biggest, the biggest thing in my life is, um, is acceptance and, and just gratitude at the end of the day. Uh -huh. Um, gratitude. And, and the, the way that it, God's grace was always, um, explained to me and taught to me really was, you know, God's grace is something, you know, it's totally undeserved by me. Um, my willpower was, you know, not, not creating good karma. Let's just say, say yeah. the least. Um, so I, I, I couldn't even do the full commitment there. It was the hardest time in my life. I, I, I've been in and out of so many programs, you know, uh, over a dozen different programs in my life. I couldn't, every day was torture. I, I, I seriously debated. I was in, I was in, <laughs> thank God it was so far in New Hampshire because if I was anywhere closer, I would have walked home. I kid you not. I miss my family so much. And, and the nurses kept telling my wife that like I, I, all I kept talking about was my family. Thankfully I took some suggestions and um, I allowed them to put me on a, a, a dose of Lexapro, which has been a lifesaver for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not big on like, you know, medication and doctors as you kind of tell from my story, but yeah. it's helped me. It, it's helped me out a lot with, you know, a lot of stress and, and just the way that I handle things. So I'm a big advocate. Her grandmother actually was, um, you know, it was like her grandmother or, um, and her stepmom, everybody was like, yeah, they should put it in the water. That's supposed to, you know, awesome. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll try something. Uh, so it, it actually has helped. Uh, and, and even, you know, since then I've gotten a new doctor who's been a, a big advocate for it. So it's been a, a big help. Um, and you know, I, I got out, I found out the day when I got out, um, 
that Brittany, my wife, was pregnant with Avery. Um, so <laughs> wow. I got home. There was a baby socket hanging on the thing uh, on the on the uh, on the chimney. So uh, I was like, okay. So if there was never a time in my life that I really, really needed to get it together, um, you know, it, it was going to be now. So um, how long ago was that? Back. How long ago was that? Uh, so that was uh, going on three years. Wow. Okay. Two years. A little, a little over two years. I, uh, let's see. Yeah, a little over two years now. And the baby's. Three, you said. Okay. No, please go the ba- on. No, the baby will be two in June. So okay. it's going on two. It'll be two years that I've been home. Wow. Since, wow. Since my last, um, since my last relapse. So uh, I, I will say this. Um, you know, you always, you always, you kind of hear this. Um, and I've heard it that that relapse is a part of our story. The the, the society, in my opinion, is just so uneducated on on addiction, um, in general that. You know, it's looked at as still it's kind of looked at. Mental health has, has come a long way in the past couple of years in general, but addiction is still, you know, um, it's it's supposed to be in inner city neighborhoods. And, but nowadays, you know, there's governor's daughters, there's politicians' daughters that, that are getting hooked on heroin. It, it's, it's so rampant and, and it's so widespread nowadays that it needs to be spoken about more, in my opinion. You know, Agreed. Uh, people Agreed. need to be. Yeah. You know, so kind of fast forward a little bit. Um, we, you know, I, I buckled down. I, I got involved with some some good people. Um, you know, I started talking to um, and being held accountable. You know, by people in my life. Um, you know, to where I just at a certain point, you know, God is is so relevant. He is so present. I I, I want to say. Um, has, became so present to me that it was just, you know, when I, when I, when I kind of got introduced to, you know, I was born and raised, like I said, in a Catholic neighborhood. So my, um, my thing was always, you know, a spiteful God, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do, um, do bad. You're going to get struck by lightning type of deal. Right. Um, but I never really had an understanding. I never went to church. I, you know, my shoes were, um, my dress shoes were for, for like court and, uh, you know, uh, funerals. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, you know, much of a formal life. Um, but you know, the older that I got, the more experienced, the better people that I put surround myself with. And that's really, you know, the biggest thing in my story is I, I, I do, I've always done really well in my life when I've had good people to reach out to and, and that's life, right? That's, you know, it's my biggest strength. It's, it's why I love what I do. I network. I get to meet so many different type of people throughout the type throughout the country. Um, good people. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there's always going to be negatives. There's always going to be there's going to be people that are just you know uh, I re- refer to them as just like a succubus, right? Some people that are just never happy. And at a certain point, whether that's family um, or people that you're, you're just forced to be around, at a, you know whether you you have a choice or not. you have to make that choice for the better of yourself for the better of your children to stay away from it and, and constantly feed yourself and do good. I I try to constantly do good, even when it doesn't make sense to anybody else. Like I said, um, because it's the only thing that keeps me in the mindset that I need to stay in to stay focused and stay to where my number one priority is, um, you know, to be a better man tomorrow. 
um, when, when I get caught up thinking about where I'm going to be in, in 15 years from now, in, in, in 10 years from now, um, I lose that, that, that core value that, that, that if you never leave basics, you never have to go back to basics. There's, there's simple things that I do on a daily basis that keep me grounded to where I know that I'll be able to, you know, make a responsible decision tomorrow. The, the disease, the, the addiction at the end of the day, whether, you know, you agree that it's a disease or it's an, it's a, it's a choice, um, you know, at a certain point, it didn't become a choice for me. At a certain point, I learned behaviors are learned. It's scientific fact, whether you study, study psychology or you just have life experience, behaviors are learned. You can, you know, you want to make your kid, look at how many NBA players, kids become NBA players. Look at me, MLB stars play, uh, you know, their fathers have played uh, Major League Baseball. If, if you, you know, as humans, we're, we're really, and, and as Americans, I should say, actually, you know, we really can do whatever we want to do in life. If, if you apply time, everybody, no, no, nobody gives above really, you know, 50, 60%. Let, let's be honest. It, if you're given 120%, the people, the people that are successful in what they do are the people that are putting in time and right. whatever, whatever that priority is. Right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I just always want to remain grounded. My wife is, um, you know, I, I can't spend enough time talking about her to where I told myself I wouldn't get into to it too much. <laughs> she's my best friend, you know, she's my sure. other half. Um, business, not not only you know, with my with the business that she, you know, she runs uh, everything that I, I I need her to. She is my rock. She you know, she takes care of family life. She um, is amazing. She women, you know, women are are the strongest. I I. I give my hands up to that a hundred percent. Yeah. We all, um, we all married up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly did. To say, to, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were yeah, sure, they were sure impressed with your, with uh, Brittany when they did her interview the other day. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah she's, she's very likable. Yep. She's easy. She's, she's easily, she's easy to like. Um, but you know, she's, she's my better half. She's there. Um, when nobody else is, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, um, people say how in sync we are all the time. Man, people even, it, it gets a little, people even say we look alike sometimes. It's a little weird. Even Cody and Tyler, you know, they're not technically blood related, but I kid you not, they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nobody, nobody would ever guess, you know, that we weren't a blended family. Um, and it, it's funny. He, you know, Jackie just, uh, Cody's mom just dropped Avery off. She watches Avery at our house on Wednesdays and Thursdays and then, you know, drops her off at the office on noon on Thursdays. Um, and the baby, she's starting to call Jackie mom as well because Cody calls <laughs> Jackie mom, but he also calls, he also calls pretty mom, um, you know, and Tyler calls me dad, of course. So it's, it, it, it's, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole affair. So <laughs> well, tell, us, um, tell, us, tell us about the magazine. Yeah, hundred percent. So okay. you know, it's what we spend most of our time on. It's been. Um, I got started, you know, with Anthony uh, doing very some, something very similar. Um, when I when I 
found out about the baby, uh, found out that we were going to have another uh, child. And, and at that point in my life where I was um, totally restarting, it, you know, I, I knew that I had a vision um, and thankfully to speed things up, you know, that's kind of where we are today with the fairway edition. Um, I done some other stuff for some other magazines. I always had, um, you know, spoke to so many business, business owners throughout the years just doing marketing. So I wanted to start um, not only the print version of the magazine, um, which has an uh, awesome following. We have a, a, a severely, uh, a very high um, return on investment for our clients to where our retention rate is above 85%, which wow. is ridiculous for months. Yeah. yeah, so typically when somebody signs up the first year, um, and we're doing the clubs for, you know, several years, four or five years at a time, they, they stay with us the entire time that we're, you know, sending the book. So um, it, it's not too hard to get a contractor, you know, um, a return on a, you know, even if they were to purchase our largest ad for, you know, $1,500 uh, on a cover of a book, if they get a, a swimming pool contracting job, a roofing contracting job, a realtor sells a house, uh, you know, a kitchen and bath designer gets one job, an interior designer, e even a private chef or a massage therapist gets one high paying client, you know, it, it's going to be worth their investment. So um, I always knew that the magazine did well. So I wanted to kind of bring it into 2021. So that's what we did. Um, me and Britt kind of put our, our heads together. We've been working really hard the past couple, you know, the past two years um to to build things where they are today um and it, it it's beyond where i thought it would be on honestly we just started accepting clients for the web services fiorella who um i've mentioned a couple times mm -hmm. she literally moved her whole life here so um she was a client she literally met me over the phone um you know she was in charge of um another business's marketing um, we ended up hitting it off over the span of a couple months of kind of sharing our uh, my vision with her and learning her potential and her skills. Um, we kind of put our heads together and said, you know, let, let's let's do this. Let's do something of our own. Let's do it the right way. Um, and it just so happens the name of the company is the Fairway Way, so we literally just called it the right way, the right way to do things. We we have packages. Um, Rick, that start as low as $99 a month that literally take care of your entire online presence um, as far as your SEO service, your website, and your Google presence. And then we, you know, mix it in with doing some local magazine stuff and doing your business card with smart links. That's comparable mm -hmm. to a $1,300 package with another marketing firm. Um, and I tell my clients, I, I, I implore them, go. Most of them have worked with some other company and have spent, you know, astronomical money um for for little or no return because it, it takes time at the end of the day sure. right it's up but all people ask for is a little communication um and, and we're we know exactly you know um what the, what they're asking for they, they're just asking to be treated right they want to be saying they want to stay informed you, you constantly have to be doing for the client nowadays there's constantly companies out there that are telling you that you know hey for you know, twenty nine ninety nine. You can get web services and all this crazy stuff. It it it's it's bad. Like I said, it it takes money um, to make money. So you know, the people that have it spend all these money, all this money on ad campaigns and um, you know, uh, and clog everything up. When there's a mom and pop shop that is just trying to do things organically, 
and it does yep. take a little time. It takes three, six months to start showing some results. Um, but when you do it correctly, at the end of the day, within two years of using our service, you will no longer need to pay another company for, for marketing. You could pay somebody to take care of it because it always needs, you know, somebody paying attention to it, but you can do it yourself. Um, at a certain point, once you have a good ranking, you're able to maintain it. So that's always our thing. You know, we want to see you leave at the end of the day. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we want to see you leave. Uh, the, the motto in the SEO game, uh, the marketing companies that, you know, are a dime a dozen out there. Um, that promise you the world and, you know, just tap your credit card for as long as you allow them to without really providing any service. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're a dime a dozen. And it's, it's a shame because, you know, you, if they fill up your Google feed, you, you search marketing or something like that, you have to go through a good five or six companies before you either just give up on marketing or you end up finding somebody, but they charge you uh, an arm and a leg to do so. So, um, our thing is, you know, we want to do it the right way. We want to grow with companies. I don't want to have, have to have at a certain point, um, you know, a million companies. I, I want to be able to build some good relationships along the way. There's already a handful, just like Fiorella coming here and handling, um, you know, all of our, uh, social media, our online marketing for our companies. She's literally the, you know, the, the brawn behind that. She's the, um, driving force be, be behind everybody's visibility online. So um, we kind of put her in the lab and let her do what she does best. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, at the end of the day, like I said, successful people study successful people. I know that. Um, I try to surround myself and, and continue to meet, um, you know, good people and, and build build good connections because that's what life's all about. Sure. Um, and then I, I just want to leave my kids. I want to put my kids in a better situation than I was. Um, you know, college or, or the service, something like that is definitely mandatory. Um, I will ride them. They, they can be friends with me when they're 30 years old. You, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I'll sit down and, you know, uh, have a good conversation with them about things when, when they had their own children and their perspective changes, because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yep. If there's no matter what your political view is, your your religious view is your your core value, your family values is that everybody has their own perspective. And, and until you're mature enough and, and you have enough life experience to, to understand that and actually before acting on emotion can, can take yourself and put yourself in somebody else's shoes and look at it from a different perspective. And at the end of the day, understand that nothing comes easy in this world and this life and this country. But if you do work for it and you put the time in, because I know that as long as I'm always out working, I, I wasn't born with the, the most talent in the world. I, I wasn't um, lucky enough to get the greatest education in the world. Um, I, I, I wasn't handed money at, at 18 years old. I, I don't come from money. But, but what I do have, is I, I have the same 24 hours as everybody else in a day. Sure. I, I know that if I outwork the person next to me and I put my time and put that time into something that, you know, and have an actual strategy and, and follow that strategy, I know that nobody's ever going to outwork me. Um, and as long as I stay grounded and at the end of the day, the older I get, the more I'm okay with saying out loud that God is real and God is around all the time. I lost um, in the past month, uh, the past three weeks, I lost someone who was a, a, a brother to me, a family member to my close family. Um, 
who passed away, and, and my and my dog that I had for six years was uh, struck by a car and killed, oh and died from his arm. So um, you know things like that nowadays that consume my time, helping my kids deal with things like grief, and and as they get older, um, you know, just kind of helping them make, make the right decisions and let them know that you know. I try to explain to them all the time. It wasn't forced on me, but I'm going to force it on you because of the result. Like I, I, I just want you to, I want to continuously put them around good people. If they go to college, they're around people that are going to college. If they stay in the neighborhood, they're around people that are staying in the neighborhood and, you know, not going to college and working part-time jobs and getting into trouble. I, I just want them to continuously put themselves around good people. Um, and just have the right morals and values. My sure. son, the biggest thing that I, you know, I'm on him about is just being honest. Always, always, always being honest. Sure. No matter what it is, just be honest. At the end of the day, as long as you're honest and you have good intentions, um, stress and anxiety, um, really, you know, I mean, always they're existing unless, until the day comes that, Rick, that I don't have money problems or I don't have to worry about money for the rest of my life. Um, then, you know, maybe uh, a lot of stress and anxiety will, will depart with that as well. Um, but, you know, today I, I work. My, my wife and I are, are business owners. We work. We work 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah. Other people think, you know, oh, you own a business, you know, you, you, you're, you're a millionaire or this. But we work, you know, there's weeks, there's months where I don't take a paycheck. Um, but, you know, of course, there's the, the rewarding side of it as well, right? Sure. I, I, I love being a business owner. I love being an entrepreneur. I've always done my best when I've been around good people. I, I'm okay with helping people. I work with people all the time with a magazine. I put people in for free just to build relationships with them because I, I you know, it's kind of like, Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, right? right. He, he sometimes he'll, he'll uh, invest in a company and squash the company just because he likes the person, right? Um, right. I forget what they call it, uh, some type of like micro hiring or something like something that. Like but, that yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I try to just um, pick and choose the type of people that I, that I give my time to. I have no social media. I've been social media for two years free. I haven't, I don't even have, um, you know, the company, of course, and all has them, but I have no personal social media. I, I allocated that time um, into learning more about investing. So in the past two years, I've learned so much because my my iPhone told me that I was spending six hours and 33 minutes a day on social media. <laughs> so I said, okay, if I can spend half of that or even a quarter of that, even if I chose to, if I took 25% of that time to, to learn a new language, I would have learned a new language in these two years, right? Sure. I mean, whatever I, I allocate that time to do, and obviously, the more successful, the the more rewards God places um, in my life. I, I know that there's a balance. There's always a balance. I know that when I go through a rough patch, that you know when I come out of it on the other side, there's going to be something that came out of that. But, you know, it's either going to be a lesson learned, which is valuable in itself. Um, but at the end of the day, I I've learned to kind of not question and just kind of roll with the punches you know there life you is life the pursuit of happiness is the, the actual pursuit of it my my father-in-law i kind of lived a, a fine balance of like never settling type of deal but also enjoying the fruits of my labor along the way and enjoying you know having a family and and the things that come with geez, just being a responsible um good human being <laughs> man uh, well 
if if people want to get in touch with you, if uh, can you give us your your website and contact information so that anybody- yeah, absolutely. So so I'm actually going to be um, for the first three months in, that we're accepting customers now. We're actually running um, some really good specials. So uh, the website is the name of the company, the Fairway Edition dot com. T H E F A I R W A Y E D I T I O N dot com. We do about forty five different editions. So pretty much uh, depending where wherever you're located, listening, I, I probably have an edition close to you. Good. If not, I do direct mail marketing. We do inserts. We do any type of printing needs that you need. We can take care of um, any type of online services. Like I said, I have packages that range from. Ninety-nine to nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, depending on what you do, what you offer, what you need on your website. Um, but you know, stuff that uh, obviously fits with with any type of budget out there. Um, and I work with everybody. You know, just uh, I'm okay with starting a business relationship with somebody because I I, I have designers. It, it doesn't cost me money to to do certain stuff. So if it, 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 why, why not start a good relationship with somebody that's trying to start a business? I'm all about networking. (laughs) It's all about the relationship, Cody. It is that you build with people. Absolutely. That's what I try to teach to to, to my kids too. Like, you know, the, um, keep going. Oh, gotcha. I heard the music. come on. So, but yeah, that's what it's about. man. success, uh, success. Success breeds success. It's it's the same with negativity. Strategy, you know, you don't need an education. You don't need money. You don't need anything to have a routine. Um, And, you know, life experience is invaluable. But um, you just kind of got to roll with the punches and and learn your lessons along the way, right? Yep. And you got to be willing to work. That is is the bottom line, as you said. Hey, Cody, thank you for being on today. You made my job so easy. Um, <laughs> I love it when people just take off and and give us a show. So you did a great job. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've, I've always been told I got to get the gab, and I know I you know can definitely run on uh, sometimes. But I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, if got if anybody could take the you know an ounce of hope or an ounce of strength and pass it along to somebody else, that I did my part. You know, that's right. Thank you for listening. If you would like to become an advertiser or support Inside the Man Box, go to our website at oneness-ministries.org. Click on the podcast and become a broadcast partner. And you can contact me at rfry at oneness-ministries.org. Thanks for listening.